I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Mac McMillan, CEO of security firm Synergistec, and Heather Roskowski, Chief Information Security Officer at Fletcher Allen Healthcare. I've caught up with them both at the HIMSS Privacy and Security Forum in Boston, and we're going to discuss some of the hot privacy and security topics for 2014 so far, and what's likely to be top of mind as we approach 2015. Hi, Mac. Hi, Heather. Hi there. How are you doing, Marianne? Good. Hi, Heather. Hi. How are you? Good. So now, 2014 seems to be shaping up as the year of mega breaches. Besides Target and Home Depot and J.P. Morgan, there's also been quite a few health data breaches that have caught attention. That includes the recent hacking incident involving community health systems that impacted about 4.5 million patients. What do you think are the biggest lessons that are emerging from these incidents? Mac, you go first. Well, I think the biggest lesson is is that the threat environment that we're in today is definitely changing. And you heard a lot of the speakers here talking to that fact. And, and, and when you look at the breaches that we've had this year, we've seen twice as many breaches from hacks, you know, directed attacks at healthcare as we've ever seen in the past. And these are very sophisticated malware or phishing-induced attacks that where a hacker has actually compromised the system, exploited their environment, and stolen uh, data for, for one purpose or another. And that, that's not the environment that healthcare was living in a few years ago. And so I think looking forward to next year, I think one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to step up and we're going to have to get more sophisticated in how we approach protecting our data. And as I said, and I think what people heard me say was it isn't about compliance. It needs to be about security. It needs to be about securing the system, securing the data, and protecting the safety of the patient. And uh, that needs to be our, our focus. Heather, what do you think? And are hackers something you're more worried about now than perhaps earlier this year? Or has it always been something that you're worried about? For me, it's something I've always been worried about. Coming from a military background, I've always known that uh, that outside threat existed, and it's been very difficult to get that across to a lot of folks in the healthcare industry because up until now, we haven't seen many actual hacks happen that we've been able to confirm uh, have either been international or uh, have been other than someone stealing or a lost device. So from my standpoint, I'm trying to use some of these other breaches to train my organization and say, listen, it can happen. We do need to protect against it. You know, every bad incident, you want to try and get them positive out of it. And so that's what I'm trying to leverage with someone else's incident. How can I use that for positive for my organization? You know, the downside of it, though, if you look at it, is that the more we advertise these breaches, the more and there it's required. You have to notify media the more tension it causes to the fact that there is a vulnerability there. So now the Department of Health and Human Services just revealed last week that a test server of healthcare.gov was hacked in July. HHS says malware was uploaded on a test server to launch a DDoS attack, but that no consumer data was compromised. What should we make of that attack? And what are the biggest lessons that, that healthcare organizations should take away from this? What should they be doing at this point? Well, I think the first thing to take away from that is that, that we live in an advanced, persistent environment. It's not just about advanced, persistent threats. It's an advanced, persistent environment. The threats are out there. They're not going away. If you don't maintain your systems uh, really well, if you don't have good vigilance in how you manage the environment and patch things and configure things, etc., eventually something is going to get through. And, and it shows you that 
everybody's susceptible. You would like to think that the folks at healthcare.gov today are being extremely vigilant after all the publicity that they got last year. So, you know, but the real question is, is was this really healthcare.gov that was hacked or was this HHS that got hacked? And the real question is, and it's for somebody at HHS, which is why was that test server available or, or vulnerable? Heather, what do you make of this? So, Mac, you made a comment earlier today, which I thought was, was spot on, was that from the security standpoint, we have to be right all the time. The hackers only need to be right once. And I think this proves the fact that, you know, you could even be at the top of your game and you still have risk and there's still the opportunity that someone could get in. So you have to have that plan. You have to have a reaction plan so that if you get an alert, you can react to it quick enough where you're not going to lose data. And to me, it's just a, a reminder that that's an approach we need to take. Heather, on a day-to-day basis, what are the biggest challenges that you're dealing with now as a healthcare CISO, and how are you tackling those challenges? For me, the overall environment of a, of a hospital healthcare environment is just getting the word out of these advanced persistent threats, of these various ways that someone can steal data. To me, it's not necessarily just about being in compliance with HIPAA, with all these different standards. It's about protecting the patient. And to me, getting that across the organization that it's not just my job, it's not just my team's job, it's everyone's job to protect our patients, and that includes their data. What can get it into the heads of people that you work with? It's also their job. So um, it's all about trying to put it in terms that they understand. It's like any teacher. You get in front of a, a classroom and you have that student that, I just don't get it, I don't get it, trying to find a way to get through to them. And for me, it's worked to talk about relating it to the patient because I continuously say information security is a patient safety issue. And if we can continue to think of it that way, then I've had no problem from the organization getting support I need to put the protections in place. Mac, based on what you're hearing and seeing with healthcare clients, what's likely to keep them busiest next year when it comes to privacy and security? I think there's a couple of things. I think, one, the emergence of new technology. It's coming at them faster than it ever has in the past. And it's not just new technology in that it's another way of communicating, for instance, or another phone or or what have you. It's literally new technology. It's disruptive technology. It's things like Google Glasses. It's things like ingestibles. It's it's things that brand new that nobody has even thought of, the, the privacy and security concerns related to those technologies. They've been so focused on developing that technology because of the value that it presents to the clinical environment, which is exactly what the the inventor should be doing, right, from their perspective. But I think those things are are going to create a tremendous amount of, as Heather calls it, the unknown that they're going to have to learn and find out, hopefully not not the hard way. I think the other thing is the continuous movement or porousness of of the perimeter. I think we're seeing more and more things moved out. We're seeing more and more in the cloud. We're seeing more and more in in software as a service, application as a service, infrastructure as a service. There are extremely um, valuable business objectives there that are involved in that competition. Security needs to really try to get ahead of some of this stuff as an enabler and start looking at what the security issues are. You're not going to stop this. It's this train has already left the station and it's just going to pick up steam. So we really need to have good sound approaches and standards, if you will, 
world of how we deal with all of this third-party support because those supply chain issues are going to really become what I call, I think DHS and the FBI is now calling real cripplers because if I take your supply chain down, I take you down if you're relying on it, if they're critical to what you're doing. So now, Heather, as we look ahead to 2015, what are likely to be some of your organization's top privacy and security priorities and projects next year? So one in particular is keeping up with changes in in policy and law. For instance, the state of New York is is changing their e-prescribing. And so keeping up with that because that comes along with um, a requirement for two-factor authentication. Trying to get ahead of those so that we don't have to adjust every time a policy is changed. We're looking at the security level and not the compliance so that we take some of those initiatives and say, hey, we, we feel we need to do it now because it's the best thing for our organization rather than waiting for these various states to change their laws and say, you know, you now need to do this. Apple is introducing HealthKit. And the whole idea of wearable sort of medical devices, medical applications, health applications is becoming something that's much more mainstream or something that's becoming at least more popular now and probably more popular in the future. What kinds of privacy and security concerns are most troubling to you and what should healthcare organizations, what should they be doing to sort of plan for this? I think the first one is, is what kind of security has actually been engineered into these products, right? How well have the operating systems that they're running on, uh, the communications uh, modalities that they're using, how well have those things been hardened or locked down to where they can't be compromised? I'm not aware, uh, I'm not real familiar with what all is in that kit or what what is uh, proposed in that kit. You know, the question is, how much security testing has gone on around it? Has there even been any security testing? And I'm talking about independent security testing, say, for instance, by one of the national laboratories that understands, you know, the vulnerabilities in these in these systems. That's something that we do in other industries that we don't do in healthcare. And I think that's something we need to think about. Heather, what do you think? Do you get much demand for patients who want to use these consumer devices to help monitor their fitness or their chronic illnesses? And you have many people sort of asking, how can I share this data with doctors? Right now, we haven't seen a large request. And and my initial, I'll be honest, my initial thought when hearing about this coming out was to cringe because I I think of all the, the things that could go wrong. You know, part of me is concerned with, well, What's the use of the product? Is it so you can determine how fast you're running? Is it determined to see, you know, if your fitness level based on your pulse? Uh, Or is it for diagnosis and treatment? Because that changes how I want to secure it. So for me, as these new technologies come up, proactively reviewing them before allowing them is really what we need to do. Because you can't, there's always going to be changes. There's always going to be new whiz-bang devices out there that someone wants and to bring into your environment. So you need to have a process to review them and to say, let's look at the security behind it. If the security isn't good, how can we as an organization say yes? What do we need to put in place to make that device safe? As we wrap up 2014, there's only a few months left, what surprised you the most this year when it comes to healthcare privacy and security? I guess it's the the acceleration of the whole threat environment as it relates to the, the use of APTs and malware and phishing and directed attacks at healthcare. I mean, healthcare. I mean, we knew it was coming. 
we, we know it's we knew it's always been out there, but it just seems like this year it's accelerated. And I think part of the reason it's, it's, it's accelerated is Rand just published a, a really great study on the black market effect on the value of data, right, in terms of stealing it. And it's a very instructive report. I mean, if you want to know why they're coming, read the report. There's value in, in, in those systems. How about you, Heather? I agree. I mean, for me, from my perspective, seeing the increase in the amount of actual threat activity with phishing emails and good phishing emails, I mean, ones that no longer just have simple misspelled words that you can quickly identify and throw away, you're asking people in your organization now to question almost every outside email. Almost any 1-800 number that calls my phone, I don't answer because the number of times it's it's been a real message is is minuscule and that's increased threefold at least but i think i mean we could speculate as to why you know it's kind of a nasty loop where the more we draw attention to this the more information that's that's being put out there the more aware not only us and other healthcare entities are but are the folks that are actually stealing that information and they're potentially leveraging some of those vulnerabilities that they're finding out about Thanks, Mac. Thanks, Heather. I've been speaking to security expert Mac McMillan and healthcare CISO Heather Roskowski. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.